0: let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt so messed up and so unclean and so dirty and so, so sinful and gross that you didn't think that God would even want to look at you, much less talk to you or help you? Because if I'm honest, I've felt that way at times in my life. And this experience is what we call shame. Shame is kind of like a hidden leprosy, a spiritual leprosy, if you will. Shame is so devastating because it tricks us into believing the lie that we are completely and totally ruined, that we are downright bad through and through, and that as a direct result, God couldn't possibly love us anymore, that he is in fact sort of repulsed by us. In some cases, this experience can even keep people from coming to church. They think that they can't possibly show their face here, that they couldn't even pray if they wanted to. They assume that God must be completely and utterly disgusted and fed up with them, that they are no longer welcome, that the door is shut. But our gospel this weekend reveals to us a very beautiful truth that absolutely annihilates all of those lies. Just look at this encounter of Jesus with the leper. Here we find that the Lord is not at all repulsed or disgusted by this man's brokenness. In fact, in a certain sense, this man's uncleanness, his impurity, actually attracts Jesus to him. Lord, if you wish, the leper humbly says, kneeling down before Jesus, if you wish, you can make me clean. And Jesus, deeply moved with pity, we read, replies, I do will it. Be made clean. Jesus is not disgusted by this guy in the slightest. No, actually, he's, he's drawn to him. He's drawn to him like a magnet. And so, you know, for anyone here who might be struggling to accept that sort of thing, that, that Jesus is drawn to their weakness, I'd like to just declare a few truths to, to, together if you would. So, repeat after me. Jesus is not disgusted with me. Jesus is not, disgusted. Jesus is not repulsed by me. Jesus is not repulsed. I am a Jesus magnet. Imagine what would have happened if the leper had kept Jesus kind of at arm's length. What would have happened if he did not realize that, like, actually, he was a Jesus magnet? That like he could actually ask Jesus for what he needed, and he could like lay down before him. And what if he would have said something more like this? "Eh, Jesus probably has way better stuff to do than talk to me. He'll be grossed out by my leprosy. Why bother him? I am unclean. If he had thought that way, he would have missed out on mercy. But that is not what the leper does, is it? No. He boldly comes to Jesus. He kneels down and essentially says, "Do with me according to your will." I'm confident that you are merciful, and if you want to, Lord, you can heal me. I might be sort of sick and gross at the moment, but Jesus, I trust in you. And that is very counterintuitive to us. We kind of assume that we need to clean ourselves up first, fix ourselves, make ourselves presentable enough before we even think of going to God, before God would even consider speaking to us. But thankfully, things work very differently with our Lord. No. To our utter shock and surprise, he's apparently attracted to and moved by all of our dirt, our grime, our sickness, our wounds, and yes, even our sins. Why is that? Well, because God really does want to heal us. He really does want to forgive us. He really does want to deliver us from everything and everyone who hurts us and holds us back from true holiness. That's why Jesus bothered to come at all. He said it himself, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save what was lost. And so Jesus only came for lepers. He only came for people who struggle. He only came for sinners. Maybe it's worth reminding ourselves of this this central fact. Jesus only ever heals people who do not deserve it. Jesus only forgives people who do not deserve it. Jesus is almighty, and he is drawn to our brokenness. He comes running to us to heal us. Jesus heals people who do not deserve it. And yet when we come and we kneel before him, we realize that that we are lepers. And yet Jesus looks at us and says, of course I want to heal you. Of course I want to see you flourish. Of course I want to see you made whole. I love you be made clean. So let's declare that truth out loud together too, that other truth. Jesus does want to heal me. You ready? Jesus does want to heal me. Amen. So now we're on the same page. Jesus does will it. He does want to heal us spiritually, emotionally, and yes, even physically. We catch glimpses here and there of the miracles that Jesus performs here and now, today, in the year 2024, And that reminds us of his desire to heal. Certainly, on the last day, Jesus wants to heal us totally. He wants to raise us up, soul and body. He wants to give us brand new bodies, glorified bodies that are beyond all sickness and death. All leprosy. It it will not touch us. And I like to remind myself of that when I wake up in the morning and I have a sore neck and an aching back. And I think, wow, the resurrection is going to be totally awesome. I can't wait. I want that new body. I want that glorified body, man. Last time I preached this homily, a chiropractor said, here, here's my card. (laughs) But the point is, be not afraid. Jesus does want to heal you. But the question now becomes, do you even want to be healed? That was Jesus' question to to another guy in another gospel. He was sitting next to that pool for over 38 years, sick. And and Jesus asked him, do you want to be well? And that may sound like a silly question, but we should still ask it. Do we actually want to be healed? Or have we gotten a little complacent? Are we comfortable in our leprosy? Are we resigned to the sickness? This is just who I am. Deal with it perhaps we've convinced ourselves that it's impossible for Jesus to do anything about it. Maybe we've lost hope, and so we've raised up various blocks to the Lord's healing power. There are two major blocks to God's healing in our lives. I'll give them to you. The first block is unforgiveness. When we refuse to forgive the people who have hurt us, we counteract and we sort of short-circuit Jesus' healing power in our own lives. This is straight out of the Our Father. I'm not making this up. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And so simply put, we cannot expect forgiveness unless we ourselves forgive. And therefore, we cannot expect healing unless we freely choose to allow all of those grudges and bitterness and anger and resentment to be healed, to be melted away by God's grace. When we forgive someone, we're basically saying, I choose, by the power of Jesus, not to condemn you, and we're allowing Jesus to come into our heart and say, be healed, right where it hurts the most, right where betrayal hurts the most, where lack of trust hurts the most. I've heard so many stories of spiritual, emotional, and physical healings that have happened when someone has come to that place of forgiveness. They say, Jesus, I choose to forgive this person, and then they're healed, it, it happens. This is real. And so I invite you to enter into this prayer, Jesus, by your power, not my own power, I choose to forgive. I choose to release this person who may be coming to mind right now who has hurt me of all bitterness, anger, and resentment. Just pray for, pray for that power. Give yourself that space and time to pray like that and ask God to help you forgive. He will. The second big block to healing is pride and self-reliance. So when we believe that we don't need God, we try to live without him. But living without God is absolutely and totally and completely impossible. It's the opposite of healing, in fact. To try to live without God is the opposite of healing. It is suffering, pure suffering. That's what hell is. The souls and the, the demons who are in hell, they are eternally living without God. They're separated from him. And so that's where all the pains and sufferings of hell come from. Separation from God. Pride says, I'm okay. I don't really need God. I can make it in this world by myself. I'm not sick. I'm already good enough, strong enough, spiritually healthy enough, holy enough. It's kind of like a spiritual blindness, a spiritual leprosy. Just like shame, that shame that says, like, I'm too bad to go to Jesus. Pride says, well, I'm good enough To go to Jesus right now, as I am. Pride and shame, therefore, are actually two sides of the same exact coin. What's the antidote to pride and self-reliance? Surrender. We surrender by renouncing self-justification, and we choose to place our trust totally in God instead. Jesus once told Saint Faustina, I desire trust from my creatures. I desire trust from my creatures. Encourage souls to place great trust in my fathomless mercy. Let the weak, sinful soul have no fear to approach me, for even if it had more sins than there are grains of sand in the world, all would be drowned in the unmeasurable depths of my mercy. Don't fear to come to Jesus. Trust him. That's what the leper in our gospel did, isn't it? He did not let pride prevent him from going to Jesus, kneeling down before him in humility, and receiving what Jesus would offer him. There was no self-reliance at all that was blocking him from going to the Lord and saying, if you want, Lord, you can heal me. He surrendered himself to Jesus. I can't help but be reminded here of that beautiful and like the, the climactic moment in the sacrament of reconciliation in confession. When the priest prays the words of absolution over the penitent, and I absolve you from your sins, what the priest is saying at that very precise moment is this, I do will it be made clean. I declare through the ministry of the church and the power of the Holy Spirit that your sins are totally and completely wiped away. Archbishop Fulton Sheen once said to a group of brother priests that at those words, the very blood of Christ is dripping from our fingers onto their heads, washing the penitent clean. What a gorgeous proof for us that the Lord does want to heal us. So go to him, kneel down before him. We're probably all very well aware that this Wednesday is the Lenten kickoff. It's Ash Wednesday this Wednesday. Lent is upon us somehow. I don't know how that happened. But I just, I encourage you, I implore you, make sure that you go to Jesus in the sacrament of reconciliation this Lent. Don't let shame say, oh, I'm too bad to go to confession. And don't let pride say, I'm good, I don't need that. Go to Jesus. He does want to heal you. He does want to make you clean. And so, will you let him?